Hello, I'm Greg. Let's have an inappropriate conversation about the best of Simply Syndicated. Simply Syndicated, the podcast network. couple things simultaneously with this show. One is to take a look back at a file I made in September or October of 2011, celebrating what I was calling at that point in time, the best of the Simply Syndicated network. The other thing that I want to do, though, is to celebrate the return of the Simply Everything. SimplySyndicated.com is being uh, rejuvenated, the website being relaunched, and with that is the return of Simply Everything. The shorthand here is that for six pounds a month, less than $10 a month, it's possible to stream everything that Simply Syndicated has ever made. And some of the best things they've ever made do go back into the parts of the archives that I'm going to plumb through today. The the thing I did a few years ago was answer a call from Masters of None, one of the American podcasts that appears on Simply Syndicated, and decided that I could produce some material that they might be able to use during a hiatus. And I think that because of the timing of it, I must have, been, must have had Christmas on my mind because a lot of the things that I pulled together to talk about the best of Simply Syndicated at that time, well, there was a Christmas theme that ran throughout. Now, part of that was some of those really are my truly favorite shows. And part of it is that I did get suggestions from other people about what I might pick, which particular moments in time they remember. And I try to highlight those. So as we go through here, there'll be a lot less Greg than normal on an inappropriate conversation show. And it will be a clip show where all the clips are featuring moments in time on simplysyndicated.com. We'll hear from The Definitive Word, Crimes Against Food, Masters of None, Movies You Should See, Here Goes Nothing, For Those About to Rock, Starbase 66, Nerd Hurdles, Make It So, and more. Coming up, but first, our different drummer. When it occurred to me that I might want to do a show focusing on Simply Syndicated as a network, I quickly realized that from the perspective of past different drummers, I've already named what might be the key players in, in the history of the network. In Inappropriate Conversations 11, Allison Downing was the different drummer, specifically focusing on what an awesome forum community that website had during the period of time that I'm looking back and remembering. Um, the forum era was replaced in many ways or simply uh, the focus has been shifted in social media into other areas like Facebook and Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest and away from the online forum. But for a time, the online forum was one of the key ways that podcast hosts and uh, showrunners communicated with their audience. Simple Syndicated had one of the best. And then later, in Inappropriate Conversations 100, the last time I put together a clip show that looked at this much material, and this much material from Simply Syndicated, that the different drummer was Richard Smith, who is essentially the founder, manager, organizer of Simply Syndicated as a network, naming him as a different drummer specifically for that reason. 
And Inappropriate Conversations 100 is actually worth looking to at www.inappropriateconversations.org. It talks about the origin story of uh, Inappropriate Conversations as a podcast, uh, coming out at a point in time before Walk the Earth existed as a podcast. And maybe, hard for me to remember exactly, before the point in time that I was actually on Twitter to begin with. But in telling the story of Inappropriate Conversations, I had to cover a great deal of ground telling key parts of the story of Simply Syndicated. Because, as I said then, and I'll repeat now, there wouldn't be an Inappropriate Conversations podcast if it weren't for the interaction and inspiration of people on Simply Syndicated. And one of those people providing interaction and inspiration is Will Tristram, who I'm going to name today as a different drummer. If we talk about, in some ways, the strength of Simply Syndicated coming from the sheer uh, willpower of, uh, of Richard Smith, and maybe a lot of ways, maybe some of the brains of Simply Syndicated, from my perspective, being Allison Downing, not that everyone isn't contributing heart and soul and mind, but uh, the, the standards that she set and the way she managed those for the forum really made a difference in bringing together an international community of podcast listeners. But I don't think I'd be exaggerating terribly if I were to say that the heart is simply syndicated in lots of ways is Will Tristram. This is a big man with a big heart. Now, if I were to identify him the way I, I usually do, by jumping to Wikipedia or something, I'm not even going to try. I'm going to make my own Wikipedia entry up in my mind and simply rattle off the list of qualifications to say that Tristram is a professional actor, but also a very active podcaster and a musician, songwriter, comedian. <laughs> so quite a breadth of range. An entertainer, I guess would be the way I'd put it, in every conceivable way. And as I scroll down the shows page at simplysyndicated.com and just look at shows that I'm 100% sure Tristram has appeared on, it dawns on me that there's probably a fair amount of shows that either due to memory, because we are talking about a 10-year span of constant recording, or uh, just the happenstance of me not having to listen to a certain episode at a certain time, he's been at least on this many, if not more. Will Tristram has been on uh, Make It So, Movies You Should See, not necessarily one of the original people on Movies You Should See, but certainly on Movies You Should See. Uh, he's a, he has made occasional appearances in the past. I'd be surprised if he hasn't made appearances on things like Atomic Trivia War 9000. I'm quite sure I've heard him in the past on Starbase 66. Possibly Nerd Hurdles makes sense. His show, his primary venue, uh, right now anyway, is For Those About to Rock. And one of the things I've found with podcasting, and I think it's probably been true for everyone who does this, is that maintaining a consistent, regular schedule of output, being as predictable as a network show, for example, is very difficult. I mean, you're talking about essentially uh, amateur production in some cases, or at the very least, it's not the primary breadwinner for any any member of, of a podcasting crew. We're not, you're not getting paid to do it. So it's very difficult in this hobby venture that I'm running, to maintain any sort of consistent output. And perhaps the most consistent show in the history of Simply Syndicated is for those about to rock. There have been here lately a few weeks where there's not been any output. But generally speaking, for a, a very long period of time, you could count on every week a hard rock or heavy metal album review conversation coming from Will Tristram's home in the form of For Those About to Rock. Tristram has also appeared as a guest on other shows. Um, Here Goes Nothing, it'd be a shock to me if that weren't the case. Uh, he's been mentioned, if not uh, a voice, on 
rare occasions on Richard and Allison's Super Happy Fun Time back in the day. He uh, has a relationship with Gloria from Crimes Against Food, and I think once maybe did a video podcast on Crimes Against Food as a sort of guest podcaster for that show. He took the reins at least once on albums you should hear. The one I remember in my head is Fleetwood Mac, and it makes sense there'd be a tie-in between the host of For Those About to Rock and the older show, Albums You Should Hear. Uh, But the one that I want to call out is the definitive word. I'm about to walk through a recollection of the history of Simply Syndicated. And the first time that I heard Will Tristram's voice, the first time I heard his ideas, was on the definitive word. Now, I found Simply Syndicated through the show Movies You Should See, a podcast he would later appear on. And I started listening at a time when he wasn't necessarily a regular on that show. And that led me to the uh, Simply Syndicated forums, which provided me more information about podcasts and led me to, you know, latch, latch myself onto them as a fan of an entire network of podcasts for the first time. Now, I also now consider myself to be a fan of the entire network of Pride 48 podcasts as well, along with both of the two Dan Carlin shows. But at the time, there at the beginning, when I had had my first Zune, that had moved in from uh, moved up from SanDisk, where I actually had the ability to tap into a marketplace of podcasts and really look around and shop around. The first thing you find, I think, and it's still true today, is that the volume, just the sheer variety of things which are available in the podcast, the podosphere, makes it incredibly difficult to find any one thing in particular. It's not that search functionality is terrible. If you were to go to look for a particular podcast and you knew the name, you could find it. But it isn't necessarily easy. I I think people would rarely stumble across inappropriate conversations, for example, if they weren't being led there through my connection in uh, indirect ways, perhaps, with simply syndicated Pride 48 and other podcasts uh, of note. So when I first, you know, I lashed myself to movies you'd see and dived into simply syndicated a little bit deeper and was looking for another show, the definitive word is the one that that I found. I still consider it in every way to be a comedy podcast, but not a comedy podcast that addressed its topics from the perspective of merely being humorous, Uh, not snarky, at least not often snarky, with that sincerity, the heart that I referred to earlier, talking about Tristram's approach. And they would have a topic every week, and sometimes the topic would take them in an incredibly serious direction. But more often than not, even when the topic was serious and the discussion around the topic was serious, the humor comes through. And to me, that's interesting, because instead of being scripted bits or planned, even planned recollections, it felt to me like the storytelling would come naturally through the conversation. It led you to think, and it's something that I think probably is true, that spending a couple hours in the presence of people like Will Tristram and his guests on the show, you're going to get funny stories, regardless of the topic, the venue, even whether a podcast is being recorded or not. And luckily, the definitive word recorded not just a ton of those funny moments, but a great variety, instead of it always being about an album or always being about a movie. In this case, the definitive word, just by its nature, gave itself free range to run in the direction of almost any topic. And I want to start my look back at the best of Simply Syndicated from the perspective of sharing the definitive word. In other words, Will Tristram, our different drummer today, is going to get the first voice in a countdown or... A count up as I talk about ostensibly the top eight and a half moments in the history of Simply Syndicated, looking back from 2011.
Hi, this is Will Tristrummer for those about to rock, saying that if you like to listen to three guys break it down and talk about the seminal heavy metal albums of our time, go to simplesyndicated.com. You won't find it there, but you know, we try our best. So in the interest of uh, full transparency, I'm going to take a large chunk, maybe 90-95% of a recording that I did for Masters of None that probably was briefly released during one sort of winter break years ago and just put that in in its entirety. So there'll be numerous references to Masters of None and the format of their show. And frankly, if you haven't heard Masters of None, this is the right time of year. Every year, that podcast puts out a satiric look at bad Christmas music and there's never seemingly a shortage of bad Christmas music to poke a stick at. And in this particular count-up I'm going to do to a, a mythical eight and a half, they actually pick on some Christmas music that I think is actually excellent Christmas music, but they have a lot of fun doing it. So this is going to carry an explicit language tag, and I probably should have said that even sooner in the show. Uh, will Tristram gives himself permission to speak freely, and uh, he will do so right away in the very first clip. So the level of adult content that people may have seen in the past when inappropriate conversations has a explicit tag on it is about to take a, a step either way up or way down depending upon your tolerance for adult themes and adult language So here I go, counting them up from one to eight and a half, not really in any particular order, but uh, just to have a sequence so we can keep count. And I want to start with the definitive word. I was being told a story by somebody who said she was really embarrassed. Um, I think she was sat on the tube. And you know when you get like spasms? Yeah. Apparently she just booted somebody. <laughs> and she was like, I'm really sorry. That kind of thing. I can't remember who told me that. Have you ever gone to kiss a girl with a cap on and nutted her? No. no. Again, I've done that. Gone to kiss a girl with a, a baseball cap on and just kind of twat. Oh, um, oh, and I just left. I've headbutted a girl during sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, not in an angry, not in an angry way. <laughs> not in an angry way or anything. It's just, you know, we're getting into it and then just there's a clash of heads. Like a bang. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? And then it's kind of like, ah, oh, I've got work in the morning. <laughs> um, Embarrassing thing that happened to me during sex. A girl made me come in my own face. <laughs> uh, and when, Will wins! Uh, and when, yeah, and when, and when I told people that, they weren't... You know, it was quite funny, actually. Things happened. How did that... It's, you you explain yourself, boy. It spurred a freakishly long way. <laughs> and she was giving me a hand job. Is this someone I know? Yeah, I'm not going to say it on here. Uh, but, um, you can uh, tell me after. Yeah, yeah. And it was just directed <laughs> towards me. Oh, it was Gloria. Gloria made me come in my own face. When That's we... Gloria of Crimes Against Food, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so it was the direction. It was, we've been going for quite a while, so the, the, the you know, the, the, the speed trajectory. came out. Uh, yeah, and it was a proper full-on money shot. Uh, yeah. I've got loads of these. <laughs> that was... Was that embarrassing for you, though? It was just you and her there. I can imagine. It, the it was oh, the time, because oh. she started pissing herself, and it was funny, but uh, it was when I told other people that I thought... <laughs> Maybe you should have told her. But no, I'm quite, it's, it's quite funny now. But at the time, again, I was young. I was like 19, so... 10 years ago. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so any more about Gloria? Um <laughs> let's see. Oh yeah. Once this 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 one now again it's funny, but it was kind of slightly embarrassing before I let it go. It was again me and Gloria. Um sorry, honey. That's crimes against food, <laughs> Gloria Lynn. Uh we were we were in a passionate embrace. And I'm talking dirty to it. And I, I think I was going to say bad girl, but I said, <laughs> yeah, take it. You're a, you're a, you're a bad clown. <laughs> I, I don't know where this came from. And then uh, Gloria told some people and uh, told a couple of friends, and she and they pissed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so when Will walked I'm, in, they went, "Will bad clown." Yeah, it was like that, and I was and like. like ah. <laughs> And then I made the mistake of telling Stu, and then Stu told all his workmates. Yeah. And then when I came to do an open mic gig, they were like, oh, you're the bad clown guy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I ended up penning a song called Bad Clown, and I'll try to release that at some so point. So do you think embarrassing moments, do you think you can ever avoid, do you just see them before they come and go, I can't, I can't avoid this? When does it stop becoming embarrassing? Because a couple of those stories that you just told about me... Time. Time well, ten. Yeah, but it was ten years ago and I still yeah. cringe a bit. Do you? Well, I think it's more I remember how I felt when it absolutely. happened. At the time. I, I don't feel it now. It's just I remember no, because that's the when time. they make for good stories, isn't it? Cause... Yeah. Okay, that's embarrassing moments from the definitive word. And um, a little teaser about the cigarette at the end of the show. I'm trying to hold the show to the format that we're used to with a top eight and a half in terms of a countdown and the bonus feature or the minus feature at the end. There'll be a clip at the end uh, that ties right back to this definitive word segment. But when we go from number one to number two here, I think the link that I'm going to use is Gloria. Because uh, they mentioned a couple of times on the Definitive Word Show that Gloria is the hostess or one of the hostesses of the Crimes Against Food podcast. And for me, that's next. My favorite moment from Crimes Against Food was definitely a couple of years back and their Christmas show. There was one Christmas for no apparent reason. My mother came back with some fancy dress costumes and said, Amazing. Tudor fancy dress costumes. And I said... I thought we could wear these and eat Christmas dinner. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and it was so funny. I mean, we mostly, it was mostly just laughing about how... <laughs> Just how funny it was. But that's such a wildly good idea. I think I'm going to adopt it, but my family would never do it. I'm going to have to wait until I can yeah. like, start my own. Yeah. You, do, you do have to get them on board. So, so me and my sister thought, you know what? We need to bring back this inspiration. Why did this not become an ongoing thing? Yeah. This was a flash of inspiration. So we thought, well, we'll have fancy dress Christmas. And the year that we decided <laughs> to start doing it, well, it, yeah, it did cause this great deal of conversation. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were thinking, well you know, what what theme should we have? And we thought, why not have Lord of the Rings oh, as a theme? It just makes me squeal with happiness. I remember and, the pictures, And it man. was great because it, we, we took a long time figuring out who was the most appropriate character for each yeah. of us to be, considering, you know, our personality and, and, and what have you. and Or just also who you could make yourself look most like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, announce who you were, Gloria. I was, I was, I was, I was, what's her name? Galadriel, yeah. the elf. I was an elf. I was a generic elf, to be honest. 
She was a beautiful elven lady. I was an elven lady. It was mine was the easiest to do, to be honest. And then my sister, of course, was Aragorn. Oh, it's just the best thing ever. Oh, yeah, she, she was, was doing some serious Aragorn face kind yeah, of. She was still not stern. king yet. Mm. Yeah, still she was doing some excellent, excellent yeah. kind of moody poses. She mm. totally, totally nailed it. She nailed it. Nailed it. And my mum, my mum, in her inspired wisdom, said. I want to be that wizard with the silky hair. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. It gets absolutely better. Your dad was? My dad was an ent. I mean, my dad wasn't totally on board with this, so we decided that he was an ent. <laughs> yeah, reluctant, because the ents are reluctant, aren't they? Yeah, and, and also he kind of is my dad. He's a bit of an ent. <laughs> yeah. And so we made, him, we made him, basically, we sewed leaves to a green jumper of his and made him a kind of ent hat and then sewed a little... Um, knitted woolen doll which which we happened to have yeah. I think it was like a lindisfarne monk but we sewed it on so it was like one of the hobbits on his shoulder oh that's just so good and but then i have to say crowning glory the crowning glory oh. of the diana both in kind the of family crown it, it was inhabiting <laughs> the role and in the look was my youngest sister freddie who was gollum <laughs> she was awesome it just and she's just she, legendary yeah she's an attractive girl but you wouldn't know it from those photos <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic but you, you know the, the most attractive thing about that is it speaks an absolute lack of kind of serious vanity doesn't it she just it just it's just not there with her she's a stunning girl and there she was happily gurning painted up kind of loincloth and bald head in place yeah with a swimming cap on painted green to make her bald with bits of hair coming oh out of it. it was awesome yeah, Long John's green. <laughs> and yeah, and she kind of she did eat the Christmas dinner, and one part, eight part of the Christmas dinner sat under the table. That was that was. She got into it. Yeah, she, she properly got into it. That's amazing. It was it was pretty awesome. So the, and then the year after, we were we had a kind of seafaring Christmas. Amazing. I was a giant squid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's not Christmas if you're not a giant squid. <laughs> I don't. It's not Christmas if I'm not dressed up in something so stupid. Did you did you did you make yourself one of the big scary eyes? Yeah, I had this hat with great big scary eyes on. Oh, that's uh, yeah. nice genius. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, yeah, my dad was a sea captain. My sister's boyfriend was a a, a man eaten by a shark, which was awesome. That that was very funny. That is good. Yeah, it's very funny. So yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, that's how I like to enjoy my Christmas. That's food. how they roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, decide for yourselves if that's a crime against food or not. I say it merely heightens the enjoyment, the enjoyment of my of the Christmas food. dinner. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll go on to our traditional. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I, 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 I just become gleeful listening to this kind of fancy dress <laughs> history. I just love it. So we have strayed slightly off topic, but it's still Christmassy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Christmassy. It's it's, you know, the, the garb in which I eat my Christmas dinner. It's a Christmas and tradition. If anyone has something similar, kind of, you know, to be honest, a fairly outlandish family tradition. It, it's 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 not like some people open presents after lunch. Some people do it Christmas Eve. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's not on that level, is it? It's kind of taking it a step beyond. If you have anything comparable to this please please by all means let us know <laughs> we'd love to hear yeah, we want to hear it <laughs> you know top the fancy dress christmas um, i tell you i don't know how you can talk about christmas 
and uh, simply syndicated without mentioning the Masters of None. And I had a quick conversation with Jay uh, this week or the week I'm recording to say, hey, should I leave the Masters of None out and count down everybody else or should I put the Masters of None in? And it was just a cop out. The reality is trying to find one clip to show for Masters of None is almost impossible. There's just too much there. But by limiting myself to the handful of holiday episodes, Christmas, Thanksgiving, I was able to come up with what I think is the obvious choice from the original uh, worst Christmas songs of all time. You ready for this? No. It's an acapella Christmas. Oh, great. Is this rockapella? No, they're called Straight No Chaser. Uh, Funny thing is, they're probably all gay. Just a guess. Here we go. Here, here, here comes treble. The 12 days of Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. <clears throat> On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Could you in the chairman asked if the Joe Pesci song ends with a can of paint hitting him in the head. <laughs> Five golden rings. And a disappointed father. Now, this you know, may just suck on just a regular level, but just wait. I'm going to fast forward here because this takes it. No, 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 wait. Oh, wait, they're talking about it. Oh, they're mixing it up a little bit. Hold on, mix. Do they sing Christmas shoes in this? You mix it? Five bottles of KY. Look at what they... See what we did there? See what we did? I made it out of clay, and when it's dry and ready, a treadle I shall play. Oh, treadle. Dude. I think the Hanukkah show. You can't do that name. Rubenstein, get out back there. Come out here. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Do you know the song? Is this Africa? Yeah. Fucking Toto. Just wait. On the 12th day, my true love gave to me. I'm tired. The sad thing is, I'm kind of digging this right now. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> HIV is waiting for you. No, you didn't. I'm so glad you gave me the CD. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't have Christmas down in Africa. <laughs> they went so many. These guys have more AIDS than Africa. <laughs> they do. I have a more AIDS than Africa. <laughs> Castrato. <laughs> All right, at 30 seconds left, you grab my balls and I'll hit that high note. Hit <laughs> that desk hit. So there you go. Wait, now what? The, that the name of that group was Straight, Straight No Chaser. Yes. Is that is that? What are you gonna get? That's from what, good old Saint Nick. <laughs> <laughs> straight, Straight No Chaser. Is that what they follow a cum shot with? <laughs> the shot stocking. <laughs> <gasps> the Christmas cookies. Uh, you guys just wait. Santa! 
Because there will be another entry from Straight No Chaser yes. coming up later on. Thank the show. God. <laughs> Thank God. If there wasn't another entry from Straight, I'm buying out. I'm buying their whole fucking platinum set. Man. Oh, dude, I'm already getting seriously. That, man. All right. Can we book the, hey, can we get them on the show? Seriously, can can they? Do they have uh, the they best? Make... The best of Straight No Chaser covers Queen because I guarantee they do. <laughs> I guarantee that they can make us a theme song. Oh yeah, they should. Masters of Night. I want them to do it to the Toto to uh, <laughs> Africa as well. A podcast we've never heard before. What <laughs> oh, a Masters of None theme song to uh, wake me up before you go go. Done acapella style. While George Michael blows me. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy from Wham sits in the corner and masturbates, <laughs> crying. Yeah, masturbates you too. <laughs> I don't get jerked off by the guy from Wham. I get jerked off by Oats Depots. Go Jerrock in the chair. I'm so that's the song that plays in uh, Dr. Isaac Yankum's waiting room. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can't do a top eight and a half in this format without including the Masters of None. And truthfully, narrowing myself to Christmas was yeah, more or less a cop-out. But it does segue me into the same problem I have with movies you should see, and our number four choice in this eight and a half, because movies you should see has also too many moments to pick with too great a variety of topics. And I decided to go with the uh, Christmas show from 2008 for movies you should see and a segment that we like to call the Foisty Ham Hamper. And then, so for the third one, he's got his wife. He's even having a baby. I don't know how that works. Baby Santa. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That well, it only never... comes once a year, so he must have timed it right. <laughs> Alison, don't. <laughs> Brilliant. What? I feel I'm ashamed. <coughs> I don't know why. It's okay. It was funny. It was. It was funny. I'm sorry. It was rude, but right. you know. We seem to have been on a rude one this week, and I just couldn't help it. It slipped out. Let, let me put it better what I was trying to say. Oh, Alison. Oh, Alison. And know, that's exactly why I'm called Alison. Oh, and this, Alison. Uh, you know, we, we think we're bad when you're not with us, but then you produce films She's like worse that. than exactly. us. She's exactly. worse than us. We don't do anything I am bad. capable of much filth. You had to go at Will for saying minge. Yeah, but that's the word. It's the minge. <laughs> it's the word. It's meant to sound it's like offensive. It is the sound you know, of it. It's like what? Spampers. There's just a few <laughs> phrases that you don't want to hear. I've never heard that. Beef wallet? Yeah. That's bad. Wait, this is low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Christmas, nice things. Bacon handbag. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's baby. really a meat and then it's something you can keep stuff in. You're just thinking yeah. of meat in a receptacle, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sausage Tupperware. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's brilliant. I love that game. That is a Christmas party game. We'll play that when we go to my mum and dad's on Boxing Day. We'll be sat around and be like, do you want to play Cranium? No, no, we've got a game. We've got a game. You say a piece of meat and then something that holds other things and then someone else has a go. Salami trinket box. Exactly, exactly. that's brilliant. Salami I was going to go with salami. Were you? Yeah, but salami's more apt for the male genitalia, yeah, isn't yeah. it? So. I would love to see a bit of a thing on YouTube of people making videos of them playing this game and Do see what people come up with. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> there's some belters. There's going to be a thread. It's going to start. We're going to have to ban people. Um, <laughs> it's going to get... It's really, I find this thread very offensive. You started it, you three. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. she said spam pocket or whatever. Pocket. <laughs> 
I said purse. Spam purse. Yeah. Oh dear. And I just thought of Hazlitt pouch. So <laughs> in the Santa Claus. So <laughs> so in the Santa Claus three. Pouch. Alison has left the building. She's gone. There we go. <laughs> should should we wait for you to come back? Do you need a minute? <laughs> should I carry on and wait for you to reemerge? What is this that's happened to you? She did this last night. <laughs> Carry on. I was only I'm getting back. him to my pajamas. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> so in the Santa Claus three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to apologize to Here Goes Nothing, guys. Uh, with eight and a half shows to pick from, I just I had to leave some things out. And the truth is that the Here Goes Nothing show is a long form comedy format, and it's it's hard to do any sort of clip that does justice to. You know, what is typically a two and a half hour topic, give or take. But I, I did instead want to take a segue here, put in a quick commercial. So let's take a commercial break for something that Here Goes Nothing will introduce for us. It's an ad for Nintendo. Well, my mum's got a DS. She's got her Scrabble on it, her brain training yeah, there. She's well into her 60s. Um, the, the, the thing that's even funnier is um, Liz's parents are that bit older because she was a very late child in the family. And they're in yeah. the 70s. And uh, a few Christmases ago, I took the Wii. I may have mentioned it on the Christmas show from last year, actually. But um, I took the, I called it the Wii that saved Christmas because I find it quite dull at Christmas <laughs> down there <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And uh, it, it just got everybody sort of together playing bowling and whatever. And then we went back last Christmas and he'd gone out and bought his own system. <laughs> it happens, yeah. <laughs> and he's there playing Tiger Woods golf and bowling and all this kind of stuff. It makes me think that the only, the really, the only untapped market now for the big game companies and the manufacturers would be the sort of geriatric, the elder senior citizen uh, market. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's the only one left that they haven't really sort of uh, looked at. Although, you know, now, now I think about it, Boz, hmm. I, I, I wonder what that would sound like. Yes. New from the makers of the international smash hit rock band comes... Big Band. Available in single instrument edition, or why not go for the full 25-piece care home edition, featuring flimsy plastic euphonium, tuba, baritone horn, and many others. Choose your favourite swinging cat from a huge selection of fully licensed and digitised band leaders, such as Dizzy Gillespie, Count Basie, Cab Calloway, Duke Ellington, and many more from this list on Wikipedia. Our production team has worked day and night to make Big Band the most realistic 1920s-era music performance title in video game history. Marvel as Glenn Miller vanishes mysteriously from the game halfway through, or indeed drool at the lush visual rendering of that club from Ray, with Willow in it doing a shit American accent. Try the world tour mode, and take your band on the road. Unlocking new venues, the Crown Green Bowls Clubhouse, a town centre Christmas light ceremony, Bournemouth, and new accessories, new tie knots, nylon rich blazers, whores and a bag of heroin, US tour only. There really is nothing like the adrenaline rush of the big band experience, and we are sure you'll agree, from the first pop of a trombone to the polite applause after a grand finish. But please don't take our word for it. The gaming world is alive with talk of Big Band, 
And here is the opinion of IGN's latest reviews contributor, respected games blogger Ada Brady of Leon C. You see, now Sydney never had a car. It was black. Uh, that's right, yes. So, once you've finished feeding the cat for the seventh time today, or stuffing fifties under your mattress, why not settle down in the comfiest armchair of your assisted living home and let Big Band help you forget that you haven't seen your son in three years? And don't be concerned if you suffer from an excitable bladder. Simply press the Spend a Penny button on your controller, and your band will perform a free-form jazz exploration until you return, allowing you to have a proper sit-down visit and try and shift some of that Manchester tar. And remember, it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing and large print instructions. That's Big Band, only on Nintendo Wii. Nintendo, helping the elderly to Wii for themselves. Also coming soon... Super Mario Motability Kart DS Lite and Call of Duty Salvation Army The Road to Croydon Okay, picking back up with the countdown for those about to rock of all the shows on Simply Syndicated, this program probably does a better job of staying on target, staying on track. It's not that they don't have tangents. In fact, what I'm going to play now probably could arguably be called a tangent. But for a show that sticks to the topic pretty well, um, even when they go off to the side, they do a nice job. This is from their show on Faith No More is the Real Thing. And it's a tangent that Stu shares in relation to the song Epic. Um, and then they follow it up with Epic, which is probably their most famous chorus. Yeah. You want it all, but you can have it. Wow, wow. So again, you should all know this because it's uh, it's one of their famous ones. So this is a bit of epic. It's so groovy, it's out of sight. You can touch it, smell it, it's so sweet, but it makes no difference because it's not. It would really surprise me if anyone listening to this show doesn't know that chorus. It's uh, in the crowd, hands up, yeah. shouting. I mean, that's the kind of shit they should have played at the end of Mustang Sally's. Oh, rather yeah, than bon yeah, Jovi. rather than Bon Jovi. Fucking yeah. hell. But again, I think Faith No More would have been sullied yeah, by having Dean Sally, played yeah. in that place. Talking about uh, raising your hands in the crowd, uh, one of my friends, uh, a lovely lady called Kate, uh, she is absolutely in love with Mike Patton. And... Uh, Who's not? He's quite a good-looking man in a uh, bit of a yeah. ratty way. Yeah, yeah, he's got that kind of, this, uh, I don't know, the hair. He doesn't do anything for me, anyway. No? No, mm. not for me, because I like the ladies. You can stick with Johnny Depp, it's okay. <laughs> I like Johnny but, Depp as uh, well. Yeah, she, she loves him, and yeah. uh, they went to see, you know, Faith and More did. Was it Download? Yeah, Download, Faith, Faith and More. Recently, yeah. Yeah, recently. Yeah. And she went with my other friend, Bernie, uh, and uh, she was saying she was in love with him so much she was going to flash her boobs at him. Uh, she didn't, she's chicken out in the end, which I think was a shame. Boo. You're going to say you're going to do something, do it. You can follow it through. <laughs> but I just, I have always had this vision of like they're in the middle of that chorus and it goes up the lines of, you want it all, but you can. Hey, hey, it's a family <laughs> show, man. Get her out of here. How dare you enforce those on us? Sign these, man. I can give you some. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Just stop the show. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. We didn't get up here to see those. <laughs> Not that I'm saying it, they, it would be a horrible sight. Sorry, Kate. Are we talking like, like eggs on nails here? No. 
Oh, I, I don't know. I've never seen them. But uh, oh god, I'm going to get so much to trouble. find out and let me know. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's epic, and it is an epic song. Okay, number six, Starbase sixty six. You really can't talk about Simply Syndicated without dabbling in some science fiction. Science fiction has a lot to do with shows on the network, both directly, like Make It So, and even the, uh, the tangents and sidebars on other shows. Science fiction plays a big role. So here we are from the first anniversary episode for Starbase 66, as the group revisits the latest Star Trek movie. You know, comparing Star Trek and Star Wars is a big bugbear that I, I, I really don't want to get into. And at first it really pissed me off that that was... He's like, well, we want to bring some Star Wars into Star Trek. I was like, well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but I have to admit, uh, the, it worked. The, the issue of Star Trek and Star Wars has been addressed by Make It So. Currently uh, still available for uh, for download in the simplysyndicated.com store. Anyway, carry on there, JJ <laughs> Hater. Uh, yeah, no, I... I you know, I like listening to director's commentaries. I've said that before. And this one, at, at, it, it's really weird. At, the, at, at Simultaneously made me hate J.J. Abrams and really respect him at the same time. So it's, it's kind of weird. Um, I, I would love to hear what other folks think about the commentary on it, what they got, what they came away from it with. Um, but, yeah, I, I still love the movie. I hate the phasers. I really, really, really hate the phasers, um, and the fact that they they changed all of the all of the phasers to instead of being beam weapons, they're all like Star Wars kind of you know little bullet kind of things. But that's a nitpick. I'm an Uber geek, and that's why I do a podcast. So. <laughs> Karen. Well, as, as as listeners know, I was the one holdout when we did 16.5, the the movie episode. And I, I, I went on the record as saying I disliked it, but that I would give it another try. And I did. I, I rented it. I've, I've now seen it. I only saw it one time in the theater. I'm, I'm well behind you guys. But I've, I've now seen it four times. I watched it three times on DVD, twice in regular, and once in the director's commentary. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to take back what I said in the in the, uh, the movie episode about not liking it, and I'd, I'd like to go on record the official Starbase sixty six log as I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I hate this movie so much. I did a little fucking dance next to the mailbox when I mailed that fucker back. <laughs> this is a piece of shit. <laughs> this movie. So I wouldn't hit a Cardassian in the ass with this movie, and I'm fucking Bajoran, man. I, I, you know, I, I want, I want everyone listening to this. If you, if you hate me, send me this movie as a Christmas present because that would be a perfect present to let me know exactly what you feel about me. I, I, since this is coming out before Christmas, I actually made a top five list. Top five Trek gifts I would rather receive instead of this movie. Please, please listen. <laughs> Number five, a copy of Naughty Nausicans, that quote-unquote art house holodeck program that the Admiral made during his Academy days. You know the one I'm talking about. Number four, <laughs> a recording of A Christmas Carol as performed by our favorite Starfleet captain, Catherine Janeway. <laughs> Number three, a pendant made from the wax cleaned off Uhura's earpiece. <laughs> Number two, 
Worf's collection of authentic K-less toenail clippings. <laughs> and the number one top gift I would rather receive than this movie, a stocking full of triple shit. Because the stocking full of triple shit would be more on par with Star Trek than this movie will ever, ever, ever be. And if I didn't secure my place as a whiny hater in the last episode, eat that, bitches. This movie sucks. Two pots of coffee standing at the microphone. Woo! Ah. <laughs> Well, don't hold oh. back, Aaron. What did you really think? I just... I you you kind of rule. <laughs> I just... I hate this movie. And I thought, maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me. So I went looking for other Star Trek fans, because we're so few and far between in my universe. They hate it, too. I, I found I found original series fans who watched it when it was actually airing. I finally got my father to watch this movie. He got up and left the room. I was like, do you want me to put it on pause? He was like, don't bother. Okay. Wow. My, my aunt, his, his one sister, okay. fell asleep uh. while watching it. And his other sister turned to me at one point and said, I can hear Gene Roddenberry's ashes screaming. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I come from a family of haters. Mm. So. <laughs> my, my, my. So, there you go. Uh, I'm not going to piss on anyone's parade anymore. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, like um, I'm going to call down to engineering and get them to turn up the heat. It got a little cold in here. <laughs> we, we forgot to mention... That tonight is also the launch of the Starbase 66 Podcasting Awards. <laughs> and the podcasting award for 2009 goes to Ro Karen for her description of the film Star Trek. Uh, oh. Yeah. Crossovers are one of my favorite parts of Simply Syndicated. And I think that uh, J. Mike and Art would agree with me that uh, more crossovers would probably be a welcome thing. So as I make the bridge here from number six being Starbase 66 and number seven to being Nerd Hurdles, let me offer you just a little taste of a crossover. This isn't my half. I'll get to my half later. But this is what the crossovers are all about. Well, we thought that she died, but then she came back as Joan Rivers. <laughs> and now she's immortal. Get in need of a new face um, winching every few years for some mm -hmm. reason. The blood of virgins just isn't what it used to be. No, because <laughs> they're not really virgins anymore. I was going to say, it's kind of hard to find virgins out in Hollywood. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of virgins, have you guys heard the news report out of Egypt about the the artificial virgin... Uh, oh, the surgery, machinery the surgery, yeah. being made illegal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Well, you know, in the in the in a lot of Muslim countries, men don't want anything to do with with women if they're not virgins, and so a lot of women who aren't virgins but want to get married have they found various ways of circumventing that or pretending to be virgins. There's there's surgery they can go through, but I guess there's a guy in Egypt who's marketing these devices that simulate virginity and they've just been made illegal <laughs> in the country. What is it, a ketchup packet? <laughs> 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 
You mean that was ketchup? <laughs> you, you tricked me? No, I was just I, keeping I feel, my... I feel so... I feel like, like I, a fool. I was just storing Dude. my ketchup. I wasn't meant to fool you. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know what the machine, what the, the, I, I don't know how it ima- works. I can't even imagine what that machine would be. Uh, I'm sort of going yeah, with they, Mandy's. <laughs> ketchup packet yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah. This is like the scariest episode of Starbase 66 ever. Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> High fructose corn syrup. Um, that's some scary shit. Anyway, so vampire. Now I have an image of like post-coital fry dipping. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it wasn't a pleasant experience. Oh, well, there goes our family-friendly rating. Uh, oh, we've been we've been tagged explicit ever since we joined Simply Syndicated. <laughs> May as well start earning it. And that takes me straight to number seven on my list, which is Nerd Hurdles. And in this case, I've got Nerd Hurdles talking about Star Trek, the original series, or Star Trek TOS, as people call it. In fact, the episode itself is called Complete Tossers. Well, I guess more like they were in the movies. They sort of, in the movies, become more central characters. But not always. I mean, you know, Hura doesn't get much of a plot or a backstory. Scotty doesn't really get much of a plot or a backstory. It's true, yeah. And it's never about them. No one's ever like, oh my god, Scotty died. Let's shoot him in this torpedo casing to the Genesis planet. That never happens. He gets a TNG episode about him. I've been trapped in the transporter stream for years. I was lured in by the Colonel's secret recipe. With his wee beady eyes. <laughs> saying, eat my chicken. He puts an addictive chemical in there that makes you crave it fortnightly. That's exactly what happened to the Klingons. Snuck in a piece of KFC into the transporter pad. And he, and he went for it like a mouse oh. into a trap. And then he was stuck there for 70 years. And then the Klingons chuckled and said, Eat my chicken! <laughs> Did you hear him say that? He said, Eat my chicken! <laughs> that was so fucking lame. That's how you get a fat man into the transporter. <laughs> and beam him into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That poor fat bastard. <laughs> but we're talking about Star Trek, the original series, and he wasn't fat then. No. A drunk, maybe. Yes. But not fat. No. A brawler. When any time I see him walk in, I'm always sort of shocked at his sveltness. And lack of a mustache? I'm always shocked by his greasy cowlick. Did he refuse to go into wardrobe and makeup that morning? No, they probably do that to him. He comes in, he's like, ugh. Why do you have to do the greasy cowlick every day? We know you don't really have an accent like that. Shut it! (laughs) That's probably exactly how it happened. He, um... (laughs) Thing, the thing about Scotty was, was when they did give him episodes, it was like he was murdering prostitutes. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was his defining characteristic. It was always being drunk and brawling or murdering a prostitute. Arguably, those are more compelling storylines than getting a poison bite from a giant <laughs> white <Gorilla>? razorback. <laughs> 
a guy in a gorilla costume. Monchichi. Albino Monchichi, why you gotta be so mean? Okay, wait, I want to play Dead or Not Dead. Okay. I don't know what that is, but... Okay, here we go. Okay. James Doohan, Dead or Not Dead. He's dead. See, this is a good game. Okay. Uhura. Not dead. Michelle Nichols, right? Yeah. Yeah, not dead. DeForest Kelly. Dead. Dead, yes. William Shatner. Only in the soul. Dead from the asshole up. That's one of my dad's sayings. (laughs) That guy is fucking dead from the asshole up. What does that even mean? Dead from... I don't know. He can shit, but that's it? I I don't even know. Oh. So his asshole is working, pumping out, like, farts and bullshit but mm-hmm. anything up you know, like including his brain yes dead okay mm-hmm. i've never actually taken the time to evaluate what dead from the asshole up means probably the best to do with your family's idioms hmm. which are from an outsider's point of view fucked up baffling yes different language altogether it's true yeah is pimple on the ass of time is that a normal one people say that i don't think people do say that really about people's Christmas light display. <laughs> oh, look at that one. That's a pimple on the ass of time. And then my mom's in the front seat trying to ignore us going, ooh, ah. And then someone else will go, oh, that one's all lit up like a turd in the fog. <laughs> my brother has a really bullshit explanation for what all lit up like a turd in the fog means. What you guys should really adopt is is Scottish accents for all those. Probably. Do them now. I see. I can typically only say things in Scottish accents that I've heard said before in Scottish accents. Okay. Uh, let me just say some things from Zoe Merritt and Axerter and then see if I can slip in one of those. Okay. Heed! Bunt! No! A piper is down! He's all lit up like a turd in the fog! <laughs> <laughs> no, you went into, a bit into Eliza Doolittle there. Well, you know, I did have to watch My Fair Lady as a child because my dad thought I wasn't ladylike enough and thought that would fix me. And yet he taught you phrases like he's dead from the asshole up. Yes. Yes, he did. I'm seeing... A a cause and effect, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Do normal people say, as busy as a fart in a mitten? I think, categorically, no, normal people do not say... Have you heard that before? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my brother says that he thinks it's a bad saying because he thinks a fart would be busier in a club. (laughs) It's just more fingers for it to infiltrate. (laughs) In a mitten, it's just like thumb hole, other part, thumb hole, other part. But in a glove, it's like, dee, 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 dee. yeah, I, I can see his I logic. What a fart has to do. Like, can it just hang out and like be lazy? It has tasks. <laughs> well, but more importantly, it's why was somebody holding a mitten or a glove up to their ass and farting into it? Is that like some sort of weird fraternity ritual that... Well, it's in in the winter. It's something the Masons it do. It helps or? keep your hands warm. Oh, well, it's keeping busy. That's the <laughs> task. Warming, 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 warming. <laughs> wow. How about he was all over that like shit on a blanket? That sounds more like an actual saying, but because that's kind of like white on rice. Well, it's like all those things, but what does shit on a blanket mean? <laughs> I think it has to do with hobos. I don't know. <laughs> I always felt like it had to do with if you're at a picnic and you spread your blanket out and you put it on poop by mistake. Yeah. Well, I guess that'd be the most likely 
way to get shit on a blanket, one yeah. would hope. Well, there's always there's other ways. Toddlers with their their security blankets. And once you get a little bit of shit on it, it just gets all over. You get a little bit of shit on anything, and it's ruined. Mm. Like people don't get a a bit of shit on their sandwich and just take that part off and then eat the rest of the sandwich. They they're gonna throw that sandwich away. It's a shit sandwich at that <laughs> point. <laughs> So, uh, Alive or Dead. Oh, yeah, okay. Who else is even in that show? Oh, uh, Chekhov. Wait, wait, let's play what's his real name. Walter Koning. His son's dead. Oh, yeah. This game is suddenly not fun anymore. Wow, getting close to the completion of the list, because I'm going to do eight and eight and a half together. I really wanted to feature Richard and Allison's super happy fun time, but there was just no way I could go in and pluck one moment. I could probably do eight and a half on that one, like some of the other shows that we've mentioned. But I think the best way to do justice to Super Happy Fun Time is to go back even just a little further into Weekend Watches. If you've never heard Weekend Watches, then you're probably like me. You first thought, why in the world would I want to listen to a couple of people talking about what was on TV weeks or months, or in this case, years before I'm listening to the podcast in England, where I wouldn't be seeing the same shows anyway, and even what's in the cinema and what's coming out on DVD, none of it applies. But the mistake was thinking that Weekend Watches was really about the schedule of releases and what's going to be on television. No, it's really about Richard and Allison having a super happy fun time. So this is Weekend Watches number 27. Now, if you're doing the math in your head and you're saying, wow, is this going to be the candy episode with the Pop Rocks? No, that's number 28. And if you had strapped me down to a lie detector test, I would have to acknowledge that 28 probably is my favorite. But 27 has some great gold in it. And as I listen to number 27, it brings me into the half. The half is make it so. Between the weekend watches, first part I'm going to play and the last part I'm going to play, I'm going to stick in the middle there, just a little clip of Make It So, and I think you'll see why Make It So would be the eight and a half. But first, here's Richard and Allison with Weekend Watches number 27. Oh, bollocks. Oh, Richard. Oh, no. It's Ophield. <laughs> Everybody knows your ringtone now. It's sad. Hello, we're recording a show. What do you want? <laughs> you're on the show, by the way. Why the hell you're not picking me up to come and record more shows, goddammit? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, when's that going to happen? Hi to everyone who's listening. It's, it's Weekend Watches, by the way. Oh, hi, hi to everybody, hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to come over in a, in a couple of hours. Fucking hell, okay, get on with it. See yeah, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> little insight into our own personal world of communication there. Yeah? Mm. That's what he talks to me like. See you later, bye swears a lot, isn't it? It's terrible. It's fucking he's, hideous. He's hung round me a, a bit. That's huh? why. He's hung round me for two You long. are the most filthy-mouthed of all of us. I'm not, really. Well, who is? Dawson. He's doing it on purpose now. Do you think? I swear he never used to be this foul. <laughs> he's putting work in. I'm telling you. He is on Make It So. He's putting work in to be disgusting. But for because a girl, I'm bad. I swear a lot for a girl. Ever since he discovered that I thought android rape was a little bit over the top, <laughs> he's, just, he's been playing at seeing how far he can push it. Is that rape could... of an android or rape by android? Rape of an android. Oh, that's out of order. The, the, what he put to me, because <laughs> we, were, we were talking about potential couples on Star Trek. Yeah, and the one he put to me, he just suggested that, you know, Jordy wasn't getting any from any women. So he has a bit of data. But but he knows where data's off switch is. 
I think that's horrible. That upset me as well. That's really awful. That, that I, it was too far for me. No. George is unlucky he's not robot gay. What, robot gay? Yeah. Is that a thing? It is Is that now. an actual thing? I don't know. No. Georgie just likes me. girls, they just don't like him. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why they don't like him. And I can't him. decide whether it's his visor or his eyes, because I can't decide which type of I don't look think at. It, I think it's his personality. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think he's a bit of a stiff? Yeah. He is really, isn't he's he? He's really fucking boring. Married to the job or what? Do you know what episode I used to prove that? What? There was an episode that was basically Dementiarian Candidate, where... Mm. Jody was captured by Romulans and they did something to his brain so he'd blow up the Enterprise at a particular moment. Yeah. But the very, very beginning of that, the pre-credit sequence, is Jody on his own in a shuttlecraft on his way to a, an engineer's convention. So when he's which is at when ease, he's, he's at ease, he's on his own. Yeah, he can do anything. In space, no one for literally millions of miles. Yeah. Except to cling on Romulan bird of prey out there. Let's not but worry about, about, that. about that. That's not there yet. And so what does he choose to do? What? When you think about what many men would do in that situation... Yeah. And he, he chooses to get the computer to quiz him on engineering facts. <laughs> oh, Jordy. And you just think, yeah, that's why you haven't got a girlfriend. <laughs> that, that right there. Is it? That's all we needed to know. He'd about. have a model railway, wouldn't he? If he lived he here, has he, a model railway. he has a model railway up in his attic that he goes and plays with every day, every yep. night. As soon as he gets home from his engineering job, he goes upstairs and he's a train engineer. And I bet he's got the hat. Think mm. that big hat with the peak, like Donald Duck wears in that Chip and Dale cartoon, where yeah. he has a train. Yeah. Dear me. That's why Jody doesn't have a girlfriend. Poor fella. I'd he needs play, to just stop you'd, that. You'd sit playing Xbox a million, wouldn't you? Or whatever it is in the 24th century. Xbox a million. You'd, you'd at least watch a video. Well, yeah. Crank well, up some tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Engineering Flip through some pornography. Time to relax. You'd yeah. expect him to like have a, have a couple of books if he can't get the real thing. Or maybe even one of those blow-up things. Or maybe even a secret Android girlfriend. <laughs> I think he should, I think he's got one somewhere. Just the torso section. Something maybe. like that. Doesn't need the arms and legs. No, they just maybe get just in the one way. arm. She's called Bob. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about sexual things that never happened, we've got to talk about Geordie, Really, I see. He is a sexual thing that never happened. <laughs> he is a sexual thing that never happened, and I often think that in a night of desperation, given that he knows where Data's off switch is. Do you know? No. <laughs> that never. No, I'm not. No? I'm not prepared to. Pre-programmed an erection and sat on it, or something like that. Oh, <laughs> dude, where is this coming from in you of late? <laughs> I've noticed a distinct change in your style of humour, and you. Have you gotten any new DVDs? I don't know. No, about. not at all. Not at all. No, I'm just enjoying it because it's more shocking than when you say it about Jason. That's Jordy. very shocking. Yeah, especially. Sorry. No, do you know what? It's worse when you talk about him turning data off to do it. That's what makes it worse. 
it's not it's not like Kirk and Spock where they're both in love and you know <laughs> that at least has some nice aspects to it. You're talking about it actually illicitly turning off data. Android and, rape. Yeah, Android rape, and I don't condone that no, in any way, shape, or form. That's not good. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's Never lovely. rape your Android. I think I think data would be up for it. I think if even without turning data off, I think if if Jordy come up to him and said, you know what, I really kind of. He'd Fancy do it, just... but only in a functional researching kind of way. Of course, but that's how they did everything, which is what I mean. Data would be up for it straight away, so... I don't know, actually, I don't... I, I think don't think he's pre-programmed to be homophobic, so... You know. Yes, but not being homophobic doesn't mean you'd necessarily jump at it when your best friend suggests it. He can't laugh at a joke, let alone decide his sexual orientation. That's he doesn't find we never deal with that, do no, we? Never we never deal with, with that. By rights, data should be able to find men as attractive as women and uh, explore his sexuality with men as he does with women. I mean, there's no. But you can't put that on at six o'clock on tea. Not in the 1980s. You can put that now. On you can si- put it on at lunchtime. Could you? Probably. You couldn't put the turning the android off and. Sitting on it. You wouldn't want to put that on Mike. No. It upsets me that you came up with that. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It'll be on the news. Today, the remains of Ricky Gervais were found after he disappeared up his own arse. Or we found as a bottom and some shoes. (laughs) (laughs) He took his shoes off. Well, you have to. Right. Depends how stretchy you are, I suppose. Can you fit a shoe in your bottom? <laughs> Do you know, I've never tried. That's maybe something for Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then, then another one. No. One on shoes. top of the other. No. Or next to each other. No. Neither. Neither configuration. No two shoes. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about one, never mind two. Your shoes are quite small, though. They're a size six. They're, you know, they're quite... I wouldn't suggest doing it with large, my large, you know. Boots. We're talking the 39 US. I, I wouldn't put... No. Okay. So, this has Why been Weekend Watches. Why have we talking about what's going up my arse on Saturday night? Because Ricky Gervais' shoes didn't... You asked why his shoes didn't go into his bottom. I said, okay. because you can't comfortably fit shoes in your bottom. Okay. I asked you then if you could comfortably fit a shoe in your I bottom. I think the conclusion's no. And jokingly no. said that we could try that on a Saturday <laughs> Let's night. Let's not. Because everyone would giggle, but they know that we're not really going to try and put a shoe in your bottom. <laughs> because that's actually quite an absurd thing to try and do. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. If I was going We're to suggest the household objects to put in your bottom, a shoe would not really <laughs> be very high up the list. I'm sure we could find many more things that would be more appropriate <laughs> to bottom putting in than shoes. Let's not go there. You've got a Tristan to pick up. Come on, let's get I've out of here. I've got T-shirt orders and DVDs to make. Have you? Yeah. Come on, then. You know this. We had this discussion last night. Uh, the Coke bottle before a shoe. You know, you want the... Ca- if I'm just randomly naming long things Don't, that are in the room. God. Uh, you've got me looking around the room now thinking, what, what would I rather have in my bottom than a shoe? Nothing really. The it's all very large. No, not a mag light. No, it's massive. Not sideways. <laughs> no. That would be worse than a shoe if you Richard, did it sideways. Haven't we got other things to talk about. <laughs> you asked the question. That's all I'm saying. 
but um, I tried to move it along a little bit, you know, not okay. dwell on it. Xbox Media Remote. No, that's big. Well, before a shoe, <laughs> I'm not actually asking what it's would you like in your bottom. I, I will, I will concede that an I'm, Xbox I'm, Media yeah. Remote is smaller than a shoe. You've got confused. You're like, I'm actually asking you what would you like. All oh, right. Whereas I'm just. I just naming, wanted that clarified. No, I was naming things I would choose before. I thought a shoe. you were suggesting things. No, no. All, and no. asking if I would. I, I'd like not. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite happy. That I can't pick anything up in this room and have you sidle up beside me and go, that's been up my bum, <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm well aware <laughs> that while something can happen in the heat of a moment, something can qu seem perhaps quite sexy at the time, <laughs> a fortnight later, you just sat there thinking, that's been up my bum. <laughs> that's not nice. Okay? Yeah. That, that's an important life lesson that I feel you learn perhaps in your late <laughs> teens, early 20s. In your experimental period. Yeah. Yeah. At okay. this stage in my life, we don't need to be going near remote <laughs> controls for things and stuff like that. Mm. Okay? Yeah. So. I'm glad we got that clear, though. No, that, I'm fine with that. Good, that, that's yeah, me fine. too. F that's fine. Yeah. The tele remote's a bit big, actually, for that. That sort is of too thing. flat, angular as well. It is sharp it's corners. Pointy, pointy. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'd be best with the Apple TV remote. But you'd lose that, and that's that's a trip to the hospital <laughs> like nothing else. Can you imagine that? Well, you've only been for like what have you? You've been for your ankle yeah. and your toe. Yeah. But never, never a, a, an electrical device stuck in your bottom. No, no, that'd be terrible. It's tragic. You don't. That, that's the reason why you don't really. Yeah, imagine the scene at the hospital. You might have to, you might have to tell someone else at some point. And they know. No oh, matter what you know. tell them, they know what they you've know. done. That you, you just don't do it. Don't, because whatever it elaborate tale stuck. you tell them, they know. Yeah, they know. They know. Okay, luckily I let a lot of the the hosts of the show do the talking for me on this as a stand-in for the Masters of None while they're off for a week or so in the top eight and a half moments from Simply Syndicated. As we leave, though, I said I might have something special, something rare as the cigarette, the bumper at the end of the show. And I do. There are several episodes of The Definitive Word that have been lost forever due to computer issues. And I also have lost some of my old episodes of The Definitive Word due to my own personal computer issues. But there is a clip, less than a minute long, that I've been able to save and retrieve. And it goes back to when I was first experimenting with recording sound on the computer and editing files in Audacity. And it ties us all the way back to the very beginning, where we started with Will sharing an embarrassing story about his relationship with Gloria. This clip, actually, from The Definitive Word, goes before that, where we have Gloria making what I think is her first appearance on any simply syndicated show, talking about plastic surgery, talking about body modification, and Will sends us off with a bang. If you've had plastic surgery... If you've had plastic surgery, indeed, like, tell us, tell us some stories, etc., etc. If you trim your garden, <laughs> tell us about that. We'll be more than happy. If you're a bloke and you trim your garden, keep that to yourself. And... I did that once. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was pissed at my face. Armpits, armpits went, chest went. 
the balls are surprisingly hard to shave. <laughs> I can imagine. They're pretty hard to do anything with. And you don't, you don't want to nick, you know what no. I mean? Like, ah. Maybe I should have used Imac. Oh. It smells, Imac. Yeah, I said my balls, it's all right. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. We'll see you next week. Every week, Jacob and Mandy will help you navigate the labyrinth of nerddom. Don't be afraid. But you will be. No, you won't. You will be. Nerd. This is simplysyndicated.com. Hey, Mandy. Have you heard about Simply Everything? Why, no, Jacob, I've not heard about Simply Everything. What is that? Simply Everything is the paid subscription service provided by Simply Syndicated. I love Simply Syndicated! Which features such great shows as Make It So and Movies You Should See, Do Ask, Do Tell, all the Federation shows like Starbase 66, Nerd Hurdles, The Masters of None. How do I sign up? Well, everything you need to know is at simplysyndicated.com slash everything. Everything? I love everything! It's a streaming service, not unlike Netflix. Ooh. When you sign up, you can listen to everything Simply Syndicated has ever made. Whenever you want? Whenever you want. It's simply everything. So one of the things I wanted to do here was celebrate Simply Everything. Uh, I've been a a supporter of Simply Syndicated from uh, the very first time I ran into their website originally. And of course that website has gone through several iterations since then. Moments in time where uh, there's been a forum or there hasn't been a forum or been reinvented here lately as a streaming service. And this is, I believe, the second iteration of the streaming service. And the thing I like the best about the streaming service, just to be completely transparent, I mentioned at the very end of the clip that I shared today that I at one point had lost track of what is my favorite podcast episode of all time, the definitive words take on plastic surgery. It may not still be number one. It's not the kind of thing that I spend a lot of time analyzing. When I was in junior high and high school, I was a prodigious producer of lists. I could at any point tell you what my favorite album was, my favorite book was, my favorite movie, and I could rattle off a top five most of the time, especially when it came to like my favorite rock group. And it not like that top five shifted around all that often, but at any point I could, I would recently calibrated it. Well, I haven't done any uh, that kind of thought or analysis around my favorite podcast episode of all time in quite some time. But when I made this recording, it was still the plastic surgery episode of the definitive word bringing together uh, Will Tristram, Mike Dawson, and Gloria Lynn. Gloria making her first appearance on the network. She'd later host a show. And a conversation that was both serious, educational, and, as you could tell from the the very end of that show, funny. uh, Very funny. And I found my file. I was able to do some recovery. I lost an external hard drive completely at one point. But I've discovered those old documents, and uh, so has Richard Smith. So any sense that at a point in time, Episodes were lost completely or were going to be made unavailable completely. Uh, in the journey that Simply Syndicated has taken toward a streaming service, 
that has, uh, I believe, been corrected, which means that now that the website's been rejuvenated and the uh, process of simply everything is being restored, it may not take that long before some of these classic shows are put back up in place. Because the thing about podcasting to me that I still believe is true of the internet as a whole is that, on the one hand, it's fleeting. It's sort of a uh, a call into the night, uh, a, you know, saying hello into a canyon and seeing if anything echoes back. But while it's also fleeting, it's also on some level sort of forever. As parents, we tell our kids that you need to be careful about what you do and say and share on the internet because uh, something you post to an online forum may never go away. That has always been a thought in the back of my mind as I share uh, stories, jokes, uh, my faith even, is that what's there I may need to answer to one day. And it does mean that even when you have a file that you think is lost forever, it can often be found. And right now, some of those lost files are going to return in the form of Simply Everything at www.simplysyndicated.com. If you'd like to put some dialogue into this conversation yourself, as always, I can be reached at IC underscore Greg at Hotmail.com. The website at inappropriateconversations.org has show notes. Uh, comments can be made there. I interact on social media primarily through Twitter at IC underscore Greg and Facebook, where there's a page both for Inappropriate Conversations and Walk the Earth. You can hear Inappropriate Conversations on all of your podcatchers and iTunes, of course, but also on Stitcher Smart Radio, good way to listen to podcasts on the go. Podbean now has a player for those who are on Podbean, Inappropriate Conversations, I found to be very convenient to look at and see uh, everything that I've ever recorded, not just on the website, but also via the Podbean app. And finally, last but not least, I'm continuing the process of loading clips and hints, uh, snippets of old Inappropriate Conversations shows, and as I get forward in time, eventually walk the earth, so that people who want to get an audio clip of what one of those shows might be like won't have to listen, at least won't necessarily have to listen to an entire show to get a sense of it, or to try to ascertain from the blurb that I put on the show notes whether it's a topic of interest for any given week. In the meantime, happy holidays. I'm very pleased that this episode was able to include so many Christmas-themed moments from the history of Simply Syndicated. Merry Christmas to all. Thanks for listening.